What's up, family? It's your boy Eldridge, and this is Black Business History. Where every day of Black History Month, we're highlighting amazing historical entrepreneurs and black businesses that are continuing their legacy. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, like we said, every day of Black History Month, we are going to bring you amazing historical entrepreneurs and the uh, super dope businesses that are continuing their legacy. For those that don't know, uh, the Russell family, especially somebody like myself who is an aspiring entrepreneur, um, the work that your family, your father has done has been something that we all can look up to. So can you tell people a little bit about H.J. Russell and Company and kind of what you all are doing? Sure, sure. So, um, uh, I start with um, our kind of what I call our business platforms. So, okay. uh, we have four platforms: real estate, um, construction services, um, airport concessions um, throughout the United States, and banking, because we're the largest shareholder. In, in Citizens Trust Bank. So that's the platform we uh, kind of operate off of. And then the new platform is the the Russell Innovation Center for Entrepreneurs. Nice, nice. So RCI, RCI, what? Well, well actually, we, we're changing the name. We've officially changed the name to RICE. Oh. The Russell Innovation Center for Entrepreneurs. So uh, what's the big picture? Uh, if everything goes well, how we want it to go, what are we going to see from um, the Russell Center in the next five years? Uh, great question. Um, so let's say the first piece that is evolving is that we, we have to own the data. The data on black businesses, the data around black wealth, the data as relates to our income, data around our consumer purchasing, data on what industry are our businesses in. Okay, right. that data is there. So we're gonna we're gonna go out. We're gonna use data scientists. We're gonna aggregate that data and we're gonna break it down, probably using Metro. Atlanta as the backdrop. So we'll go in and we'll take probably 10 core counties and we'll we'll mine the data. And then from the data, we're gonna reverse engineer that data back and develop a way to accelerate the businesses. And build them to that, the next that, level. That are out there. So nobody's gonna have the type of measurement we're going to have on black business development. We're going to go ahead and own that space and be the research, almost kind of like a think tank around the data. Okay. So, and then from there, we'll develop the programs and we'll be able to measure our impact from all of that data and be able to gear our fundraising and et cetera, and, you know, and just the whole program and the place, the building, et cetera, et cetera. I admire what y'all family, cause y'all in Atlanta, y'all the first family for us. You know what I'm saying? Y'all done something that we all want to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, can you talk about a transition of wealth and power from your father to your generation and how you mm -hmm. see it going to RG3? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting situation because I study it all the time. Um, the more I focus in on it, the better I understand why things are set up the way they are. So my father uh, was really came up. I mean, he's the real Horatio Alger story. I mean, he came up, you know, really from nothing to, you know, a really, really successful businessman, um, you know, as soon as he was out of college. I mean, he, he when he finished Tuskegee, that's when he bought the property at 504 Fair Street in 1952. Wow. Okay, so he just... He uh, just so the, the, the Russell building. Yeah, yeah bought that in... Ni- that with that building Dang. there, he bought it in 19... 19- he 50- built it or he bought it like that? Bought it and built it. Dang. 1952, he was 22 years old. 22, 23 years old. Sheesh. So 70 years ago. He, you know, he, 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 he's special. I mean, really, he's a, he's a special human being. So, um, and, um, and then as we were coming up, he didn't, he was pretty, I would say protective, really. You know, um, when I say protective, we worked, he, he, he instilled a very strong work ethic in us. Okay, so we were all we were always busy. We was always doing something. Um, so it was very important you stay busy. He never forced us as we started to go through school. This is what you're going to be doing. He never said that to us um, because I don't think he wanted us. I think he went through a lot of pain. He saw a lot of stuff, a lot of adversity. And I think as you know, parents, you don't want your kids to have to go through that type of adversity. So, um, so he kind of kept us busy. We had responsibilities, but we weren't out there. He wasn't saying, okay, you you go out here and kind of start your business. So kind of like the discussion Russ is having, I was, it was a much more structured, controlled mm-hmm. environment that the native Mike when I came in. Right. Okay. And he was the, he was the driver. Right. He, he controlled everything. He controlled the, 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 you know, everything, you know, the books, kind of, you know, et cetera. So that's kind of how we all came up. And then as we started to grow and as I got older, you know, I started to see, okay, wow, it's much more out there. You know, it's different things. So, you know, your aspirations are shaped. Donata, we all kind of had different aspirations. Mike had his, I had mine and, you know, Donata had hers. So, Um, so now, you know, after he passed, you know, everything was, he, he did a phenomenal job in his estate planning in creating literally very low estate taxes. Cause whenever he had so much that estate taxes can sometimes kill businesses. Mm -hmm. If you're not ready for it, if one of the founders dies unexpectedly and he had it very well planned. And as we started to get older, we started to understand more of how he had things set up. Um, what, what's the message you want to give to uh, black America? Uh, you, you've been in a position to kind of see things from a different vantage point, mm-hmm. And now you see where things are right now. What would you like to say? Okay. Uh, the message to black America. Number one, 
we are at a inflection point around our social and financial trajectory. And what I mean by that is that we are the culture of America, particularly here in the South. And financially, we have, we're the, uh, the foundation of this country, particularly in the South. And now we are at a point where we have to take all that and move ourselves up financially. And once we do that, the financial piece comes with uh, education, mm-hmm. healthcare, um, and the whole um, just readiness, you know, um, those two inequalities have been exposed uh, with COVID, right? So now we got, we have this awakening that we have to really take and leverage innovation and technology. And what, what, what I would say to black America is that we have to focus in on upward economic mobility for the next generation. Mm. Want to thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of Black Business History. Uh, we cannot wait for y'all to see this entire series that the Jess Elgin Media team has cooked up. We're super excited. Tune in tomorrow so you can learn the next entrepreneur we're going to be talking about. Peace. Peace.